It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an optimal. Somebody got the drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man home from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the war sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told y'all all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Rojo This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo Ready for the woke, and we so, so Sitting with the flow, somebody call the popo Heard the lanes, and I swear they so, so Too much love for the fame just to go broke You said like I had the rap game and the choke hard Now I think I got the whole world in a rope, though Gotta think of damn, dog, you crazy Is he the next Jay-Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know, maybe I'm excited to know that so many of you are getting a hold of this Grace Life message and that your lives are being changed for the better because of it. To help you get an even better understanding of how to live a life of joy and abundance that the Grace Life offers, I would like to take this opportunity to share a practical example of how to empower your life with an understanding of the Grace message. Let's use an example you all are familiar with. You have a bank account. Uh, a need arises, so you access the funds in that account to pay a bill pay for dinner, or to purchase something nice for yourself. We know in order to access the account, you need a couple of things. You either need the bank account information or the bank card. Without the account information or the bank card, you will not be able to access the funds contained within it. So many of us are living our lives with unmet needs, although God is already freely giving us access to his heavenly accounts and to make those withdrawals. This Grace Life message is about providing you with the access, which is understanding of God's word. Listen, understanding God's word enables you to receive all of the abundant provisions, resources, and promises that are available through Jesus's finished work on the cross. So today, I want to invite you to become a student of grace and join me and thousands of others in the Grace Life Academy. I encourage you to start your 30-day free trial. Take this course and many others to learn how to unleash the power of God's word in your life. <laughs> this nigga scamming. <laughs> Who is this? It's Creflo Dollar. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm getting ready for the show and I see that the, I'm like, what the fuck is this? On, on in Facebook and Creflo Dollar, founder and senior pastor of the nearly 30,000, I can't believe 30,000 members, World Changes Church International is now offering a $19 per month online Bible study, which he says will help people make withdrawals from God's metaphorical bank account. Isn't this the same dude that um, got roasted for having a private jet well, no, I think, and wanting a new one? Yeah, I think he wanted people to, to give him money. Well, that's what, the, what you think the $19 is going to. He was like, okay, I, I asked for the money for the private jet. It's not happening. So if I scam niggas and tell them that if they give it to me and use some the horrible fucking, like, he starts going like, Nick, where are you going? Like, land the fucking plane. What are you talking about with bank transaction and shit like that? And it's like, oh, you talk, you really related to God. You're saying that our our spiritual funds are overdrawn and we need to, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's, um, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, this is a Tantric podcast. Uh, it's going to cover all things Sandy. I figured, uh, what better way to get this kicked off here, uh, but to start with, you know, the Grace Life Academy. Like, he's literally doing a fucking s- subscription service for the Bible. I- I'm just, I don't, I try not to rag on people's religions, but this is, the, this is one of the most scammy motherfucking shits I've ever seen in my life. I just can't believe it. Here he goes. He's like, let's use an example you all are familiar with. You have a bank account. I need, uh, I need, um. Uh, a need arises, so you access the funds in the account to pay for your dinner or pay for something nice for yourself. We know in order to access the, uh, the account, you need a couple of things. You need either a bank, uh, bank account information or the bank card. Motherfucker, is Jesus. Whatever happened, just come as you are with Jesus. I thought that's what you could do with Jesus, right? I thought, I thought you just come as you are, but no, you apparently need you know a bank account and some, some access. Well, if the account well, see, information... Jesus was thrifty, though. <laughs> you know, he I... could turn a whole bunch of like you know fish into fish sandwiches for 500 right he was brother man on the corner right it's just like you know, yeah the, yeah you know, there's also the thing about him overturning the table for the bankers and shit like that but you know fuck that so many of us have uh, are living our lives with un, uh, with un, unmet needs and although god has already freely given us access to his heavenly accounts to make those withdrawals um, uh, although God has already freely given us access to his heavenly accounts to make those withdrawals, but my scammy ass is going to charge you $19 a month to make sure you can get access to it. I, I just, like, on the one hand, I want to say people are dumb and this will, you know, cause people are dumb. But on the other hand, it's like, I, the thing I hate about pastors like this, he's preying on people that probably do need help. People that actually are lost and feel like they're finding, trying to find some way. And this motherfucker Creflo Dollar is out here scamming him for $19 a fucking month. Like, that's more than fucking Netflix. Like, you can get Netflix and probably that new Disney streaming service and pay less than $19 a month. Shit, you know, um, a premium account here is only $8 a month. Like, now you can probably watch, you know, his like Bible documentaries or religious shows on all of these services. Oh, but that's, yeah, if you watch the documentary, that's actually facts. So, can't really make money off of that, so you know, whatever. Well, as much fact as you can glean from a book that is largely fiction, anyway. Oh, that was that reminds me of something today. Let me see if I can find this. Somebody tweeted this today, and I was like, "You can't be fucking serious." Uh, he, this dude on Twitter says, "Muhammad is fake. Allah is fake. Praying through Mary is false. Buddha is fake. Praying through martyrs and saints is false. There's only one God, one uh, mediator called Jesus, one Comforter known as the Holy Spirit." 
uh, side this truth is a path uh, to hell. I say these unapologetically. I'm like, you called everything else fake, but then you also then called the one guy, like, sir, sir. So it, can sir. you, are you able to comment on his post, wherever it is, and say, you do realize that Christianity is a sect of Judaism? <sighs> Same thing with Islam. Well, here's the thing. It's if, t- it weren't, yeah. if it weren't for, if it weren't for Judaism, there would be no you. So respect your elders. But that's the funny thing about that's the funny thing about religion in this country, right? And, and it's Christianity. Christianity is actually one of the the I want to say it's one of the younger religions. And like, so when they act like they're the ones that I'm like, you're the new kid on the block. Can you can you can you calm down? Can you, can you take a break? Calm down a little bit. Um. So anyway, I'm sorry, guys. This is a Sanity podcast. I I don't always start with with bullshit right out the gate, but before introducing the show. Uh, the other voice you hear on there is uh, my lovely other half. I have Ashanti joining me today. Um, uh, not only just my girlfriend, but she's also the co-host of Scarestalgia. I can officially say we're doing Scarestalgia because we uh, have some movies to review uh, this weekend that we're going to be we're, we're going to be discussing. Because um, I did good, y'all. <sighs> oh. He's not mad at me. It comes with caveats because you did make me watch that Terrifier movie, which, by the way, like. I was listening to the last podcast, last podcast on the left, and they brought up Terrifier. And like, and like Ben Kessel was like, "Oh, it was good." I'm like, "Don't, don't encourage people, Ben. It's not good. It's not good." But well, see, Terrifier, Terrifier is a movie where you're either going to absolutely hate it or absolutely love it. Like, there's no, there's no middle ground. Like, it's definitely camp. It's definitely independent. It's definitely, you know, CG gore, but. It's impressive as hell. And it's entertaining. So you can't even tell that lie that it wasn't entertaining. I mean, it, well, seriously, the thing, and I told you this, so like, it's, I guess it's entertaining, but like, when I look at some of these, like, cheesy, gory, like, over the top horror films, and I think entertainment, I think more like, like, listen, again, I will give you credit when, you know, sometimes you give me a dud, but a lot of times you do give me some good ones. Tokyo Gore Police is one of those ones I can't recommend it to anybody else, but I'm like, it was entertaining to watch. Like, that movie is fucking insane. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, don't go watch Tokyo Gore Police, but watch Tokyo Gore Police. Um, and then Deathgasm is also a really, really good one as well. This is over the top and ridiculous. I just feel like terrified and, fall into the um, what is it? The movie about the class, Stitches. You know what? Stitches was good too. Reanimator. Stitches. Well, Reanimator, I mean, Reanimator is just it's the reanimator. Like that's that's an old that's an old school one. That's that's there. Like I don't I don't throw I don't throw reanimator in with those other ones. Um not not about quality just because it's like reanimator, everybody knows about the reanimator. I mean that's just I mean that's that's just that's just standard. But the other ones are like some of those ones you you find in the background. So um yeah, Terrify was like eh, but she did find two good ones. They're gonna be talking about three actually good ones. Uh we're gonna talk about we watched these uh the one was up uh, what was it? Apostle, was that it? Or was it Apostle? Or was it yes. Apostle? Yeah, okay, Apostle. So we're talking about we're gonna Apostle. do we're gonna do one on that one, which is that that movie is just oof, okay. Um, and then we did uh both Creeps, the Creep One and Creep Two, which I'm sorry, those movies are though though now that's like over the top and ridiculous and entertaining as hell because the dude in that one is fucking insane. <laughs> like I can't wait to talk about those films. So, uh, yeah, we're bringing Scarestalger back just, just for those. Um, and we still have this podcast idea 
that when I get some some downtime, I'll finally start working on, and we're, we're gonna bring that show coming twenty nineteen. So, uh, but that's what we're here for. We're here to talk insanity check stuff and uh, dive right into this week. Um, all right, so I'll give you the choice. Do you want to start with something other than the uh, elections and 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 stuff, or do you want to do do you want to do um do the elections? Out, knock that shit out of the way first. Oh. Let's just get through the selection coverage. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, it's 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 pretty simple election coverage for me. It's like, I mean, Democrats won uh, the House back. Uh, I can't, I don't have the exact numbers, but I know they run a significant amount of. Uh, they flipped a lot of governorships, and they did flip a, like they broke super majorities in some states, and then they actually uh, got the majorities in some other states. So, I mean, all in all, pretty well. I know a lot of people the day after because. Some big names. I know there, there were uh, Stacey Abrams in in um, Georgia for the Georgia governorship. She's going to a recount. I know the Gillum uh, DeSantos race is going to a recount. I think all the races, uh, the the national races in 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 Florida are going for for a recount. So I know the governor and um, the I think it's Nelson and Scott for a senator. Senate they're going for uh, a recount. Um, Beto O'Rourke, I think, in 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 Houston. Oh, yeah, I'm not in Houston. In Texas, lost his uh, Senate race to uh, Ted Cruz. So those are like the big names going into like the midterms. A lot of people were like focused on those names. And I'll be honest, like while a lot of people were focused on them, and when they didn't win, people felt down on it. But the, I'll be honest, just to to put things in context. I, and again, like with 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 Georgia and and Florida, you know, they're going to re- recount, so maybe things will change. Those were the these were the three long shot races to me, like upsetting Ted Cruz in Texas with a super progressive, like the fact that he didn't win, Beto didn't win, but it got that close. That says a lot. Like that's a win. This is one of those ones where hey, losing still means you kind of win. Same thing when we think about George. Like a lot of people were like shocked that Abrams didn't win, and her uh, her the, her opponent Brian Kemp, who by the way did every dirty trick in the book to try to suppress black votes in that state. Like there, the, there's no way anything he did should have been illegal. Should, should have been legal. Like we talked about, I think last time uh, a couple of shows ago, how he basically invalidated 300,000 voter registrations and she's down way under 300,000 votes. So, you know, you can't specifically say that she would have won if that's if he hadn't done those things. But I think a lot of strong evidence shows that he 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 definitely put his his hand on the scale there. But even then, a a a, a progressive black woman winning the to be governor of Georgia, like the fact that it was even close, says a lot. Because here in Maryland, a Ben Jealous got blown the fuck out. He ran a terrible campaign too. And then you had Florida, which I, for some, I don't know why people start to, think, start to think that Florida isn't as racist as it is. Florida's always a fucking problem. Like, we have the whole Florida man thing. Like, we know Florida is, like, terrible. And even then, you know, that, clo- that race is super, super close. So even though these were losses, these were red states. Florida is kind of purple, but I always consider it a red state because um, it's super conservative down there. Um, I think those are wins. And when you look at the, the, the number of seats they took in the House and where they took those seats at, like, that's a good thing. We, the, the only real negative is they lost some seats in the Senate. Um, 
but overall, I think I think that was good. And for the most part, I think a lot of ballot initiatives that would help also got passed. Although California did this weird thing where they did not pass the rent control law. So, and I, we were just talking about this because we were doing our our registration for San Diego Comic Con. Um, the whole thing with uh, Airbnb, they overturned that law to uh, banning some Airbnb. So, you know. Overall, I think it was a it, it was a it was a good election, and I, I think um, uh, I, I think I think there will be uh, I, I think the, the, start moving in the right direction. This idea that I, I feel like people get caught up in these buzzwords like blue wave and we're going to take back the Senate. Like a lot of people were trying to push that, and I was like, you're not taking back the Senate. Like that was always going to be a long shot. But um, taking back the House and putting. Uh, you know, certain people getting Dems in control of some of those uh those committees is a good thing, and you know, I uh, I, I think everybody can come out of that looking good, and I think also the fact that they they did so well locally and in the states, like flipping some of the governorships, um, flipping some of those list, uh, legislators, like they uh they broke, they I think they either broke the supermajority or they flipped the supermajority in the uh they flipped the majority in. In New York, the, the state legislator. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think overall it's pretty good. And then that's on top of, you know, the voter suppression, because um, they cheated like shit in, in Georgia, and it's still close. So um, yeah, yeah. You got any thoughts on um, the election results? Uh, if you didn't vote because you're all high and mighty. And you don't think the system works, fuck you. And your ancestors that you claim that everyone is blaming you for disrespecting. Well, that, I mean, that, well, that kind of goes into my, my next thing. It's like, I didn't participate in, in, in talking about people not voting this year because they do it every year. Like, th- that's, the, that's the first thing that bothers me about this whole thing is we do this every year. Every election, particularly presidential elections, right? People do this. I was taken aback that people were complaining about vote shaming, a voter shaming during a midterm because midterm is ridiculous. Midterms are I was like, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just like, and you know how we have a culture of shaming everything. Like, I'm starting to feel old, and I said that is bullshit. There's no vote shaming. You either do or you don't. And if you feel a twinge of shame because you see all the fuck shit that is happening and you choose not to participate, then yeah, you should probably feel that little bit of shame. Yeah, it's... What, it's all on you. What, what bothers me, and I know it, it sounds like it's bothering you, is when people act like they don't know what we mean when we say go out and vote, you know, you know respect your, you know, your ancestors died so you could vote. Like, what I, cause I, was, I was hoping... Justin was supposed to be on today. Um, I think Baby J got sick, so he'll be on next week, and we'll probably bring this up again. But I was watching Justin go back and forth with somebody, and I, that's why I kind of wish he had been, been here today. To talk about it. He was going back and forth with somebody about this, and that person was like, well, you know, we know that 17,000 people had their votes suppressed and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. And 101.4 million felons got their rights restored. Well, this year, yeah. One doesn't negate the other. You still need to fight for both. You need to fight. To make sure that there is transparency and accountability when it comes to that voter suppression kit. And you also need to make sure that people are enfranchised once they get out of the, you know, prison system. Like, both things are important, but you know what it takes to get stuff like that, you know, 
to keep it in the cycle, activities, activism, being aware, keeping your foot on their necks. Yeah. You're just sitting there on the sidelines, doesn't accomplish fuck all. Well, is that, but all, well, the thing that gets me about it is, like, you can, you, both things can be true. When, when we talk about people need to go out and vote, we're not talking about the 17,000 people that had their votes taken from them or the felons that aren't allowed to vote or the people who like um, you saw real time uh, the effects of, of, of Kemp's voter suppression in Georgia, where there's a, a 93 year old woman who ever since she got the right to vote, who had the ability to vote, had her name taken off the voter rolls and was denied her right to vote. So we're not talking about those people when we talk about you need to go out there and vote. And I'm tired of when people do this, like, I'm getting sick and tired of people acting like the rest of us are fucking stupid. You know, and I know that nobody's talking about people who do, who are having their vote suppressed. We're not talking about the people who want to go vote, but the line to vote is five hours long and they have to work. We're talking about you. Right. Lazy, self-serving, high horse riding son of a bitch. Right. We're talking about the person like you who for the last two years have been talking about, oh, I'm not voting. And, and I'm, I'm just, I'm really, you know getting... I'm sorry, but um, I had to, I had to unfollow some people on, on the timeline that were all about that, you know, self-righteous, not voting bullshit. It's just, it, people, it, what, what makes me mad about it is the logic doesn't hold up. All right, fine. You're saying they're all that, logical dead ends. That's why. Well, because shout out to black on black cinema for that. Well, it, or it, sorry, it, not black on black cinema. Somewhere else, I forgot. It it just doesn't make any sense, right? You're saying that you know shaming people doesn't work. It doesn't make people vote, but shaming people makes everything else work. We shame white people all the fucking time. We shame people. We shame sexes. We shame not. We shame everybody else. But somehow, when it comes time to vote, when you have people that are actively going, I am not going to vote. And this is not about saying I'm not going to vote for this candidate here or that candidate here. You have a person saying I'm not going to vote. That means in a midterm election, you're not voting for ballot initiatives. I remember, the, I remember one year I voted um, in, um, in, 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 a, in a midterm election. I believe it was, I think it was here in, in Maryland. It was, a, um, it was a gay marriage initiative. It, it, was during a, it was during a midterm election. These kind of things happen on the ballot. So you're telling me up front that you are not going to vote and that we shouldn't shame people to vote. We're not talking, and you know that we're not talking about people that have been disenfranchised. We're not talking about people who are sitting in line. We're talking about you, the person here. Like I saw somebody, they were talking about it, and somebody quit back. It's like they were like, "Oh, they were talking about um, uh, I can't remember who it was. I would, I would, I would like mention them, but I didn't remember this. They were talking about how you um, it's hard to vote because it gets it, it's very overwhelming. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, first of all, no, it's not. Like. It's, it's not hard to vote. It's not hard to understand these things because you can go online and search for this stuff. And somebody said they were like, you can Google it. You can Google and find out this information to ask questions. Somebody was like, well, that's elitist. Could you, you know, what about the people who don't have internet? I'm like, well, I'm complaining about it on the internet. So if they see that and I'm shaming people on the internet, it, clearly they have the internet. fucking internet. Like you're using the Xbox One argument, which was, you know, uh, back when, back, this is back when we started the nerd off. People during E2, uh, E3 complained that the Xbox One was going to be always online. Well, what about people that don't have internet access? Well, then, motherfucker, we're not talking about them. The, the like, two, like, the, those people we're not talking about because we actually are actually 
voting helps get access to those people so we can get things like, you know, funds for schools and things like that. These are things that are on the ballot initiative here. I, I just don't understand this. I don't understand when people are, are we're, we're, we're getting so upset at people saying simple, saying simple things like, hey, make sure you guys go out there and vote, you know? You know, our ancestors fought hard for our right to vote. So make sure you go out there and vote. Oh, you're vote shaming. How dare you bring up our ancestors? I'm like, no, we're just recalling history as it happened. Like, guys, because that shit matters. Like, what are we? And shout out to Rod for saying this on his show this week that the people, our ancestors that fought for voting rights, civil rights, they were very clear about what the fuck they were for. And because you can't figure it out in this year, 21st century, doesn't mean that you get to make up some random shit to make yourself feel better when our ancestors were very clear and explicit about it. They did not die ambiguously. So don't try to pretend like they did to make your current actions look better in the light. No. And, and, and nobody, what, what kills me about it is people will complain about people vote shaming, which nobody ever is voter shaming. It's saying you need to go out and vote. Get your people out. Get your, if you are able body and you're able to go out and vote, and by, by that means you haven't had your, your vote taken from you. You have access to, 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 to voting machine. You can get off. Like if you have access and are able-bodied to go and vote, you need to go and vote. That's not vote shaming. That's called getting up people out to vote. That is what you're doing. I have never seen anybody saying that acting like voting is the beginning and end. That is the thing that drove me fucking crazy in the 2016 election. People going, y'all going to vote for Democrats, but you're not going to hold them accountable. It's like, Who's saying that? Who's saying, who's saying to vote for Democrats and vote for Hillary Clinton or vote for any other people and not hold them accountable? Nobody's fucking saying that. There's no, you cannot find me one person saying, I'm going to vote for these Democrats and I'm not going to hold them accountable. Nobody ever fucking says that. Nobody right. says and if, that. And if another Democrat ousts another Democrat or another Republican ousts another Republican, you want to know what that is called? A check. It's called getting the person that represents your interest best in the office so if they lose a race that is a check on that person's policy i don't i don't want to participate in the two-party system with well, a third-party candidates well, are you voting, are you voting for we got so andy go grab your gun and see how that goes but not only that but it's like yo are, are you like i remember there were third-party candidates are you voting for third-party candidates there no because you're, you're not you're not voting at all so you're not doing any of that you're not getting involved in that like it just doesn't make any fucking sense like what are you talking about that you know our answer like what other the other thing that gets me is with this is voting is the the the, the easiest the first thing you can fucking do right to participate mm-hmm. is the easy thing oh generally it's the easy thing you can do in the system you can register to vote you go out there um i understand with voter suppression and everything else going on those are serious issues but to me you know compared to other things you're doing like organizing takes a lot of fucking work mm-hmm. marching Put yourself out there. You still have to take off of work. You have to get there. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's a police presence. Like, there is a lot that goes into doing the other aspects of activism that are the next step to me. That That's have more to, work than just voting. That have to work towards voting. And to me, there's no shame in getting more people to get in the first level. Because here's the thing that nobody wants to talk about when we talk about the Civil Rights Act. The majority of our parents, the majority of our family members, didn't do shit during the civil rights movement. Everybody acts like everybody in their fucking family was a civil rights leader. That is not the case. Most of our parents, most of our people, honestly, for the most part, just went about their job and went about the work. They supported 
the civil rights movement. The support of those so who they did just do that. sat there and ate their food, and when the Voting Rights Act passed, they, they went out and voted and exercised it. They went out and voted. Yeah, that's what it is. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. But you got to vote. Like that's the one thing you do have. You cannot like the system. You cannot like what's going on. You cannot even like the fucking candidates. But you have to make the the best choice out of everything. Because here's the thing: the alternative is if you say, because the thing that gets me right, if you say, you know what, I'm taking my ball and going home. I'm not going to participate in any of this. Cool. You then leave the people, the other people. You leave you you, you leave the system in the hands of people who definitely don't have your interests at heart. And now mm-hmm. you're making your job even fucking harder. And that's right. You and know, you're making yourself invisible. I, like, census, they don't care about you if you don't vote. One of the things that comes up during the, the, that's coming up through the thing is how many general uh, uh, election votes Democrat more, how many more votes generally Democrats get than Republicans, but they don't pick up more seats because of gerrymandering and because of the way the mm-hmm. districts are, are structured. I remember when I brought on Eljoy to talk about this, and she, I mean, she made this a point to me. When I was, uh, whenever during the primary election between uh, um, uh, 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 Bernie and, and Hillary, and she said, make sure you vote like uncommitted. Don't just, don't just leave it blank. Make sure you voted uncommitted and things like that. And she was explaining because like, that's also another aspect they use for, for, for structuring these districts. If you don't register, if you don't vote, they're going to pretend like you don't, and that's how you see at least districting redistricted to benefit republicans like this is all part of the game you don't i'm not saying you got to go in and be in love with everything that's there but this idea that we can't tell people we can't say simple things like hey you guys need to go out and vote don't don't just stay at home go out there and vote put that work in put that effort in i know it's hard yeah you know the, the other thing too is like even even with like there are plenty of people out there who are more than willing to to, to retweet, to actually get in their cars and drive people to the polls. Like, people are willing to help as much as they can to offset this. This is idea that, oh, we can't mention our ancestors, we can't mention that they died for us to have this right. You're shaming people into voting. It's like, no, we're not. We're just saying facts. You need to go out there and fucking vote. It's the simplest thing to do. Com- comparatively to everything else, comparatively to, to, to the, the other work, that also has to be done, right? Because nobody says mm-hmm. that none of this other work doesn't have to be done. It's very, very important work that, that is being done, but so is voting. This idea that voting isn't important is crazy. And then again, you have people then go in and then shame you. It's like, yeah, I'm voting a straight Democratic ticket. Oh, because you're a neoliberal shame. Oh, you're, you're, just a, you're just a black Democrat. You're like, so wait, so we can't shame people into voting, but it's okay to shame people, black people who are... Who, who are, are engaged? Who are engaged and are voting Democrat? Could you? Because every time, the number of times I get called a fucking coon or a sellout or stupid because I don't even really know. Oh, you're not going to hold your people accountable. Like, that's not true. Actually, I, I do. And I'm so like, glad just... you brought this up because I got into an argument. Um, remember after the Eagles Panthers game where mm-hmm. Eric Reed called Jenkins and all them like sellouts and such with follow-on comments. About about um, neo-colonialism and all that, all that stuff. So I got into this back and forth with um, a dude who was uh, calling out the Players Coalition, which um, after further explanation from Eric Reed about 
kind of how the backdoor dealings went on. Like, yeah, the Players Coalition is looking like kind of hella funny in the light with the way like the money is looking and the types of causes that they do. But for the most part, I have been aware of the individuals that have been involved in the Players Coalition prior to their official incorporation, right? So these guys, like Kenny Stills, Malcolm Jenkins, and um, Anquan Bolden, um, so on and so forth, they have all been organized and advocating for like policy, like criminal justice reforms and stuff locally since Michael Brown died. Like these guys have been to Capitol Hill. A lot of them have done externships to learn about, you know, public policy making and so on and so forth. And they've taken that like knowledge and they've done their own organizing efforts locally. Okay. So my criticism was that um, Kaepernick doesn't do any of this. And yet he is lauded for what I think is like a puritanical, like purity politics style um, movement, social movement, but he's not really engaged like the other guys are who are seriously out here delivering whole memos with social action initiatives to the NFL prior to 2017. Look it up. It's on you. It's on Yahoo. And they get called the coons and the sellouts. But Kaepernick just throws money around and holds these empowerment camps that does not include civic engagement as empowerment. Like there's no, there's no like, be engaged in your community and vote. There's well, he doesn't none vote. of that. Well, he doesn't vote. He, he brought that Yeah, he doesn't vote. He doesn't and vote. That is the, and he has been quiet as a mouse. And rightfully so, because he will get dragged. But to claim that he is an activist is a little... Well, I'm not going to... Overstated. Well, I won't say that he's not an activist because I think he, I think he is an activist, but I think that it's short sighted. Well, for who? I don't think he. I don't think who is he, he advocating for? Well, I think he's advocating. I think he's advocating for you know black people for the cause. Nike? Like, no, he's not advocating. What cause? For he's not advocating for a Nike. It's like he's not doing that. But it's like I, I, I here's the thing. I'm not going to get into a back and forth with with whose activism is is more right but i do think that activism without engaging in action and in, in not action because he is doing action right but not but not engaging in action with the system we have that, uh, that because, engages with the oppressive system that he claims to be a well, because you well, know, right because that's the thing fighting well because people want to have it or both breaking ways. down well because that's what it is people want to have it both ways they want to be able to say they're fighting the system and they don't they want to have their hands quote-unquote clean by not seeing, mm-hmm. like, because even when he did the thing with Nike, people were like, "Oh, see, look, he's getting he's getting money from Nike now. Look what he's doing." And I'm like, "But like, that's that's all." He, he's he's he's. I can I can so the claims that um the that the players coalition sold out to the NFL. You can make the exact same argument for Kaepernick and this Nike deal. Right, you you could you you absolutely could, and and that's the thing. It's like I don't want to get into that because I think it's stupid. I, I don't want to get into that back and forth because I I find that. Like all of mm-hmm. us, all of us contribute. Like the idea that anybody is going to be an activist and does not contribute to the compressive system we're in right now is bullshit. We all fucking do. Mm-hmm. We all, you have and to. His, 
we and live this in the is system. the prime point. And I just use, I kind of use example. I'm using Kaepernick as kind of like the ultimate example to represent all of these people all in all in one because they all share the same mindset is that whatever they think they're doing they're actually trying to break down a system but they're not but their apathy in this stance overwhelmingly affects the people that they claim to help and i'm actually i'm using kaepernick in this here situation because i've been following the standing rock voter suppression like really closely like that has been fucking fascinating to me oh, this yeah, yeah. cycle what they did with he the, has the, been yeah. there he's been the standing rock twice he's met those people twice he's given money to standing rock and you're telling me you on your fucking high horse can't even get your ass out here to register to vote with people that you see are actually being oppressed by this government but you're too good to throw your vote in with like everyone else to make sure that they're enfranchised you're full of fucking shit well, and, and that's the thing where they basically did this thing where it was that they, they made it so that you had, you that they couldn't have a PO box. You had to actually have like a street address to be able to vote. No, 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 no. It's, I understand what they did to vote, to suppress their votes. I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm, bra- I'm saying explain what they, what they did to suppress the vote. That's what I'm just, I'm just giving the background to people oh, who might okay. not know. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been making the, um, the voting, the, um, Standing Rock tribe freaking go through hoops, making them get IDs that has specific information right. that they didn't require before because of their status, um, because of their tribal status. Like it's slightly different from you know everyone else, and also because the Dakotas are very sparsely populated, so there really are no street addresses. Right, and so the state government has been making these four people jump through hoops to get these like. Um, special tribal IDs that have a street address on them, and it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane, and it's not only that, but it's fucking cruel. Yeah, and so like you said, it's like so when you say you don't vote because you don't want to participate in the system, but you are participating in the system, right? Because if you're taking yeah. if you're taking the money from Nike, you're participating in the system. You're participating in the system. So it's like you can't sit there and say, and, and that's the problem I have with all these people, right? It's that thing where they always get mad when you say this. It's like you sit there and say you don't participate in the system, but you have an iPhone made by people who, you know, are, have been charged with, 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 with child with, with, with labor laws and things like that. You shop at Walmart. Like, and you're, a, you, and you, you're a silent activist who sold your campaign to Nike, who will do nothing but right. you know, so, sanitize it further. So it's going to be nothing. To corporatize but, you know, it. Like, it, it, right. So, 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 like, w- w- and, and that's what kills me. It's like, listen, and you know, here's the thing. Honestly, yeah, I don't give actually... your give your money to know your rights if you want to. It's not actually a well, but the thing know, about it. But here's the thing. Profit, but, but I'm not, but I'm not going to say that that's wrong. I'm not going to say yeah. that it doesn't do any good. My thing is that's fine, but you also need Be to consistent. vote. But you also need to vote. Like that's the only that that's the thing that people keep missing. Like on the one side, it's like, well, if they choose not to vote, it's fine. I'm like, well, actually, it's not. You kind of need to do that too. Like that's that's the fundamental mm-hmm. thing. If you do everything up, if you do like, here's the thing. If you can do, everything I got I got I got I got a perfect per, a perfect example, right? We we are in. Uh, if you are in a loving relationship with somebody, you ask them to marry you, right? And you've been faithful to them throughout the entire relationship. You get to your bachelor or bachelorette party. And that's when you decide to sleep with a stripper or sleep with somebody else. Guess what? Just because you did all the work right up to the marriage, it does not mean you didn't just fuck up right there. And that's what people were doing. You do all this other work. But then it gets time to actually 
vote for these things that you've been activating you you've been you you've been you you've been active for that you've been you've been pushing and you tell people it's okay if you don't vote wait no no that's absolutely the mm-hmm. complete opposite choice or, or you're just sitting out you're and you're sitting out and you're not saying anything about sitting out because hey, you've already been dragged for it so you know better come midterms but also you don't want that smoke because you know, you know that there's a disconnect between your activism and the reality of people right now that need all that need all the electoral resistance possible. And and, the, and or this, that yeah. that need all the electoral help amongst you know everyone that is eligible to fight this resistance and and, and, the, and, and this get is, these folks the hell up out of office. And you can't even do that. Like civics understanding understanding civics is empowerment too. And this is what people are failing to understand or, or, you know, maybe purposely failing to understand that that is empowerment too. So you sitting your ass on Twitter and arguing with people about voting and feeling a type of way because you think you're being shamed because you choose not to vote is all you. And the thing that kills me about it is people, people will sit there and do this because honestly, it's also not just black people. When we bring this up and say vote, most time people aren't just saying just black people need to we're yeah, everybody it's weird. It's, it's weird how black people become like hyper visible right all, all of, a sudden, of a sudden right it's like it's not just like when people say go out and vote it's like it's not just black people but whatever okay um but like every time you say this people will be like oh well i mean i'm i'm gonna vote but i think it's okay so who are these hypothetical people that you're you're defending who aren't necessarily you know uh being suppressed but are just like yeah i don't want to vote today like who are these hypothetical people you're supporting because i don't feel like they exist and, you're and getting, why are you're they making, worth your time? Right. And the other thing, too, is this. When we talk about voter suppression, and you can look up the, the reports on this, because this is also true, one of the voter suppression techniques that were used in 2016 and probably have been used before is Russia and other, you know, and, and their foreign, you know, the, either from the, using the bots and their foreign, foreign intelligence agencies, what they did was they would, they would suppress the black vote, not just by, by, by basically... Uh, being negative on on Hillary Clinton, being negative on Democrats, and and seeding those things, and we and all know is Black Lives right, Matter, right? Here. And we all know, and that's not just the people. That, we all know that it kind of did work. We know it did. Mm-hmm. You, you, all of us know. Have we have talked to somebody where we've had to kind of explain to them? It's like, where are you getting that stuff from? Oh, that's not true. So it's a real live black person. But they've got, they're, they're, they're parroting something that you know is not true. It's because they were getting this stuff, and that helps bring down enthusiasm. It makes it, it, it turns, um, like, people have this thing now where it's like, well, I'm just not excited about the candidates. It's like, motherfucker, you're not supposed to be excited about your political candidates. Like, you don't, I don't need, I don't need a rock star. You, just, you, you don't need this. to be excited about them. You just need to know. That they can do Like, work. the people that are intimately close to you in terms of your government. Like it's the intimate layers of government that really matter to you. Like I remember voting for the um the wage uh, increase for you know restaurant workers to raise the minimum wage um to fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. That was important. Yeah. Unfortunately then, it got overturned later, but um right. that that the fact that the overwhelming majority of people in the district see the value in these people's work and therefore need to be compensated for it appropriately, that's a big deal. And that matters. And you still have to keep pressing on those levels of government more like intimate to you to get that stuff through. Like it doesn't stop even if you fail. You have to keep going. You have to keep pressing. 
Right. It's like, you know, even, 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 even here in Maryland, with people are talking about, you know, voter suppression, it's like, one thing to combat that is same-day registration. Same-day registration was on the fucking ballot. Like, like we, we, we needed this stuff. Same-day uh, registration is a good thing, right? You need to have that. So, yes, you vote yes on that. But in order to, order to get that, guess what you got to do? You got to have people that are going to vote. So if you're willing, if you're able and registered and have the ability to do it, yes, you should fucking do it. It's not even a fucking option. You should fucking do it. It's just, it's just, it's just common fucking sense. And it drives me crazy. And, and what kills me is that people act like, like there's so many things that happen. Act like you're the asshole. Right. Yo, I'm the asshole for saying, oh, yeah, go out and vote. Yeah, we need to go out and do this. Hey, let's, you know, let's push these Democrats. Because, again, again, Democrats are way more to the left they were than when I first started voting. I started my first year of voting was 2000, you know, uh, we, Democrats are way more to the left than they were, you know, in 2000. And, yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, that's another important thing is that people who don't, who know fuck all about, you know, party politics seem to have this idea that parties, platforms or leanings can't be pushed. Which because is we've definitely seen the Republican Party go way hard right like further right than we've ever i possibly experienced ever and so this idea that they are just kind of in this time capsule where they just they're stuck in the 90s right in the super predator area and that they can't be moved they can't be shifted like that's a problem well this is something that, is something that comes up all the time every time voting comes up we talk about we bring this up right what it seems like to me is People are looking for excuses not to vote. And if you're looking for an excuse not to vote, you are going to find one. You, the candidate did this. They voted for this. They did this. I didn't like this. You, if you're looking for a negative, you're going to find it, right? But I told people every time, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the, you know, the Democrats' platform is terrible. I'm like, when's the last time you actually, like, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you think the Democrats' platform is terrible, when is the last time you read the Democratic uh, uh, platform? I, I did this last, uh, like, two years ago. And read the platform and show people the difference between the Democrat platform and the Republican platform. The Democratic platform. Go read the Democratic platform right now and then compare it to what it was back in the, uh, the, 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 the Bill Clinton years. It is drastically different. And it includes so many things that were, so, were things that you would never imagine be included in a party platform today. And I, 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 it just, it's just this thing that I feel like so many people are helping to also suppress vote and suppress enthusiasm and again not saying it happened this this year this this midterm because hey you know what the midterm elections the midterm were the midterms worked really really well i'm so concerned about what's going to happen in 2020 because i don't trust anything um but like i'm worried that we're going to get a lot of good candidates and people find if you're trying to find a reason not to like somebody you're going to find that reason and that's not how this should fucking work because nobody's good like no no leaders good like um this leads into something I was going to talk about like uh there's after the Democrats took over uh the House and or in the new Congress the, the the you know House Speaker will be a Democrat more likely going to be Nancy Pelosi and I was seeing a lot of people go oh but Pelosi's got to go right and it's been bothering me not because like I'm a huge Nancy Pelosi fan like I've had my issues with Nancy Pelosi definitely. But it's something that uh, happened this week that um, we were doing a review and, and we were talking about a character, uh, a female character on the show. And Deepom brought up the fact that he, he had this one view of her and he talk, was talking to Susan. Susan brought up, it's like, well, would you think that if, she was a, if it was a male character? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And that's what I feel about Nancy Pelosi. 
when people talk about Nancy Pelosi's, I'm like, you do realize that Nancy Pelosi is probably one of the best political politicians on either side we've ever seen in our lifetime. Like when you break down what this woman has actually accomplished, she has done things like people sit there and rag on Nancy Pelosi, but I'm like, you do not have, if you have Obamacare, you should be sending thank you letters to Nancy Pelosi. She basically through knew, she told members of the house, you will vote for this bill. You will probably also lose your seat, but you are going to vote for this bill. That is why it passed the house. That is it. You do not get Obamacare without her. And I see people rag on her so much, but like she gets shit done. Like it was a thing that came out. She was like, when the, when the Democrat was announced that the Democrats are going to win the house back. So it's like, we look forward to working by partnership with the, she, she did a standard politician thing. We look forward to working with the president. We're going to be, we're going to seek out bipartisan uh, uh, positions uh, uh, whenever possible. People go, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. We don't want that. We want, I'm like, because she's a leader. Like, I don't think people realize what being a leader actually entails and what it requires. Being a leader isn't uh, just something you can just throw together, right? You have to, you, 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 being a leader means taking the heat for the people underneath you. And I understand a lot of people don't understand that because our, a lot of our ideas of what leadership is and what leaders are come, probably come from work. And for a lot of us, um, not me included, uh, at least not right now, but I've had this situation where your boss, your leaders above you are terrible. Like my, not this current job, but my job before this, our leaders were terrible. They had no idea what the fuck they were doing. And they would leave the people underneath them out the dry, hanging out the dry. A real leader gets in front of problems, makes it so that the people underneath them don't take the heat for it. So, 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 so Nancy Pelosi will take the heat knowing that the people she's putting that will be in charge of the committees going forward are going to be dragging the fuck out of Donald Trump. But she knows as a leader, she can't just come out there and say that because she has to be the leader in the room. She has to be the adult. That's what being a leader requires to do. Not to say the things that people want to hear from you, but to do what's fucking necessary. You know, you're not going to be a good leader and not have people not want to fuck with you or have people want to come at you. That is what being a leader is. There is no such thing as being a leader and being able to make it out unscathed. That doesn't fucking happen. Nobody's like that. Because being a leader makes making tough decisions. You have to do that. And I feel like so many people don't understand that. So people come out here and, oh, yeah, Nancy Pelosi needs to go. And I'm like, why? What is it about her? Oh, well, you know, she showed in front of the public option. It's like, no, if you read the articles on what happened with the public option, she realized she didn't have the votes. So instead of going forward with something that wasn't going to have the votes, she decided not to do that. Because that's a smart play. That's a smart decision. It's the reason why she's a leader. Just... There's so many of these things that they just make me mad and seeing people don't understand these things. And it's just, um, it, 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 it just, it just, it just, it just drives me fucking crazy. It drives me insane that people don't do this. Same thing goes for, you know, people saying, oh, we don't need to vote. We need to break the system. All right, cool. How do you plan on doing that? You don't have the numbers. You don't. Mm -hmm. if, if you have and the most people won't take you seriously. You can't. Like, I, there's another thing. There's another uh, thing that gets said a lot that if you don't vote, um, don't complain. 
I don't really subscribe to that necessarily. I mean, because you do have your right, you know, sure, you can choose not to vote and you can choose to complain about the system as it is. Uh, don't expect people to take you fucking seriously. The thing that gets me about and it that's is... That's kind of where, where I am. You can vote and complain. Just don't expect people to take you seriously because you're full of shit. Well, my thing is this. If you can't get people to do a simple thing as vote, and you're saying like, and, and it's not, in, in this case, well, let's include the people that are actually have their votes suppressed. You have people that are being, uh, have their vote, votes suppressed. You have an active campaign by the system to, 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 to suppress these people. Um, you can't get people to, 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 to out to, you, you're like, you, you don't want to shame people out to vote. So you feel like they shouldn't participate in that. Um, how do you plan on starting a revolution? How? How? How do you, how do you, how do you plan on, uh, you, you're, you're not. The other thing too is like, I, I, cause every time I see people talking about How do about you stuff, get people to notice you? Like, here's the thing. And, and take thing, you seriously. Well, the other thing too about that is, so let's take Steve King. Steve King, uh, Representative Steve King from, um, was it, uh, I, 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 Iowa. Like, just, he balls to the wall, like, fucking racist, right? White supremacist, we know this, right? You can sit there, and every time Steve King stays out here in D.C. for what the Congress is in session, you can go and march and protest in front of his house every fucking day. But guess what happens? He doesn't give a shit. Because he goes back to his district, and his district loves him, and he gets voted back in, and it's going to continue that cycle. How do you stop that? Like, that's the thing that we got to look at. Like, how do you change the map in that state? How do you educate the people in that state? Like, how do you do that? How do you get rid of that? And I don't know what the answer is. And I think a lot of people will try to try to skip over that shit. We also skip over the fact that a lot of these examples of people rising up and taking over and taking back their governments don't involve the situation we are in. As African-Americans in, this, in, 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 in America, we are in a unique position. We are a, we are a displaced group of people. We are, disgroup, we are displaced ethnic minority. The idea that somehow we are going to start a revolution and take over, because here's the thing that people don't talk about. People always bring up the idea that, um, what is it, that in, I don't know, like 2024 or some, sometime down the line here, uh, white people will no longer be a majority in this country, right? People always bring that up and say, that's why white people are scared. I'm like, the flip side of that is, go and look at those numbers in Florida again and look at what the Hispanic vote was. A lot of Hispanic voters and a lot of those uh, Latina X voters, you know, they vote conservative. We noticed it during the Donald Trump thing and nobody brought it up because the numbers are still in the blue and they still, you know, there's still more people voted, more of them voted for Democrats, but it's closer to 50-50 than you would probably think. So even if we, white people are no longer, quote unquote, the majority, there are a lot of Latina X folks that either pass or consider themselves to be white. How do you, like, the anti-blackness is still going to exist. That doesn't go away. So how do we deal with that stuff? The only, th like, again, the basis of all this stuff is you still got to vote. You got to vote. You got to vote that you can and then do the other stuff as well. But this idea that somehow you do the other stuff and you don't vote as well doesn't make any sense. What happens when gay marriage is on the ballot? What happens when same-day registration is on the ballot? What happens when these things, these, 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 these ballot initiatives are on the ballot? The, you know, giving money, making sure money, uh, approving money for like, like one of the things that was on our thing was approving money for a library. If you don't vote, you don't get that stuff. And we do need that stuff. Like I just, I, it just, it just, 
I didn't want to. I didn't want to argue it during the leading up to the election, but it just drove me fucking crazy seeing the same fucking people act like it's okay to not vote, and it really isn't. It just isn't. It isn't because what you're saying is, you know, I don't care. That's really what it is. It's saying I don't care. If you're mm-hmm. and again, if you're able to vote, we're not talking about the people that are are suppressed. We're not talking about the people that are having their votes removed. Because here's the thing. People always bring that up as an excuse like, which you don't understand. There are people out here that want to vote and can't. I was like, we're not talking about them. So you know you're what those not helping. We're talking about you and you are evading the issue. You know what? Those people stand in line though. Those people show up. Those people want to vote. Like, I just don't understand that. I don't understand when people say they're like, you're, you know, you, you, how dare you, how dare you bring up our ancestors? I mean, you mean the ancestors that are standing in line right now? The 93-year-old woman who tried to, who tried to vote and, 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 and Kemp's uh, registration, uh, voter registration purge turned her away. You talking about that ancestor? Because she's her ancestor. She's 93 years old. She's one of the people out there just voting. You know, my parents. My father went out and voted. Like he talked to me, he was like, "You, you know, did you vote?" I was like, "Yeah, I voted early." He's like, "I voted too." Like, those are our ancestors. Yeah, I text, those those I are the same people. My brother and sister-in-law. Those are those are the people they're, we're talking it, about. Yeah. They're 25. They, they needed to have their butts at the polls, and they took, the, they, took, they took their butts at the polls. Excuse me, y'all. I need to drink something. But that, it's like, come on, man. Like, I, I just want people to stop being stupid. You know what people mean when they say, go out and vote. We're not talking about the people that can't. Yeah. We're not talking being about the people. Being willfully obtuse yeah, and I, I'm tired this year, of that. 21st century I'm is just, no longer a good look. I'm just tired you of it. You have every reason. You have every reason to know what's going on and to um, work your, work your, work through your reasoning, you know, criticize and interrogate yourself and what you think and why you think them and how you plan on applying them to your real life and maybe online too. So you don't seem like a raging hypocrite, but failing to do that, you will get called out. And just accept it or be quiet. It's just, it's just, and let it's people that sense. can handle having the conversation have the conversation. It, it just seems like they're trying to be too cool for schools. Like, oh, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to participate in the system. But you are. You do participate in the system because you live in the system. Like, that's the thing that people have seen that, that, that drives you me crazy. You have a it's driver's like, license you, you, to you, participate you, in the system. You, unless, you're, unless you're off you the fucking grid. You have health insurance, maybe, possibly. You participate in the system. Like, you're, we're in the system. Like, this idea that somehow you're not going to give credence to this system and I'm not going to participate in mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's bullshit. You are participating in the system. Like, let's, let's just mm-hmm. drop past that right now. You are, you are, li- you are in the matrix. Mm-hmm. You, you pay, you, you pay your taxes. You're in the you system. Participate. You're participating in there. Wouldn't you like to know where your taxes are going? Wouldn't you like to have your voice heard? Would, something like, wouldn't you like to have a little bit of control over that? Like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, it fucking matters. And, you were as much as you try to pretend like you're above the system. You're not. You're right there beside the rest of us. And I'm so you're fucking tired. I'm so fucking well. tired of hearing people act like they're so much fucking better than the rest of us. You're not fucking better than the rest of us. Like the, between that and this idea that you have to struggle in order to be fucking real. Stop it. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's it's fucking bullshit. It's it's tired. I'm tired of hearing it. Stop doing it. You're talking about don't shame black people who don't want to vote. Well, then don't shame black people who do. 
Don't shame every fucking body else who's doing what yeah. they think they can. And don't like, declare just, that we have no agency just because the particular party of the moment tends to reflect the people that vote for it um, in their diverse range of issues better than the Republicans right now. So you can you can take that bullshit all the way back to your little, you know, cave where you develop all this bullshit nonsense to make yourself feel better about yourself. I it just, just, it, it just, it just, it just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's just this idea that somehow, like, cause every time we talk and bring this up, it's like, y'all don't even know. You don't even, I'm like, so you basically come in and you, you, you insult our, you insult yeah, my like, intelligence. You insult all the rest of our intelligence, like, what is but the you're the one that's more, you're, what is the, the serotonin push? Like, did, what do you derive from thinking that everyone else is just a pawn, but you're not? I just, it's, it's, well, you know what the crazy thing about it? You want to, you know what the funny thing about it is? This is why I found, I, I didn't really bring it up on the show, and I'm not really going to dive into it. But this is why I found the Kanye West thing almost, almost hilarious. He was annoying the shit out of me, but I'm like, honestly, if he wasn't, if he, he if doesn't he, vote, so he's no, he's not a threat to anyone, really. I mean, it, it, to me, the Kanye, the Kanye free thinker thing and all the bullshit he was saying, that reminded me of so many other people where you talk about all this stuff, you, you do do some things, but it's like you won't do the most basic thing, which is actually voting in the system. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? You're telling people not to vote. You're doing all this other shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, just, I just can't. It's just, it's tiring. I'm getting too old to hear this shit. We have been seeing this shit go on for years. And it's not lost on me that a lot of the people that are saying these things are the ones who really only came into their own under Obama. Like, Obama was the first time you voted. And so now you think you're woke. Oh, and I'm like, like, get the or, fuck out of here or, with that. Or Obama was the only president that they were really cognizant of. Right. So they're kind of privileged in that just so happens they came up under a president that, you know, kind of did help them in ways that they may or may not recognize because all if it doesn't like happen to drop into your bank account you don't really realize that it might be because of him or if you were able to get a student loan or a grant that he might have maybe signed an executive order or gotten some or i'll go uh, i'll go even further though because it's not even that it's it's the you 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 became aware of obama and you know what Things didn't go well for you under Obama, you know. You, but you what were, does doing well mean then? But 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 it's not even about for, for them. Like, what were they expecting? Riches? Not, I don't want to say riches. Well, no, like, I I can understand if, if Obama is, if, is is the first president coming because he came with a lot of hope and change. And what you see is a lot of the same system that was before it. I can see people being upset at it, but that's because they have no frame of reference of how much different it still is. If you're only looking on the surface level and you're like, things never change, and it's like, I mean, in the general sense of the word, I, I guess, but when you dig down into the micro, you're like, oh no, it definitely did change. There definitely were things that were different, but I can see that. I can see the people who were like, you know, I'll give you a perfect example, the, the police brutality stuff. So under Ferguson, things like that. When you have President Obama and you have a black man there and you also have Eric Holder, you have black, and you have Loretta Lynch, you have black people in charge. You, you're, you're thinking to yourself, it's like, this is going to be different. It's going to be different. Not understanding that, no, 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 no. The system is way more deeper than just these people. They can do a lot of things that were a lot different. Like we, under mm -hmm. Obama and under these people, we had a lot, like the, the, the issue of police brutality is where it's at now in the forefront because under Obama, 
he actually gave a shit and the people under him gave a shit you know yeah, and if not for that view the things that he was able to do as being beneficial to black people right like the fact that they stopped the fact that he stopped these police um, the um military like what is it the, the military sales yeah, too the much, sa- yeah, the yeah. sale, the sale sur- so uh, military the surplus. Yeah. of military equipment and tactical equipment that these police officers, these police officers across the country were buying because the military had it in surplus. He stopped that shit. That's that's important things. It's like you're, so, you're, you're, it matters. And I'll that, say that look, matters. But and look, because you're not being hit by the tear gas that was bought by your local police from you know the military because that's not. The, those bullets aren't hitting your ass. You don't well, think that but, doesn't but, benefit but I, you. But I won't even say that because you know what? Sometimes they are getting hit by those bullets. Sometimes they are still getting hit by the tear gas. So but I, then get, so but I, they're not recognizing that them stopping that benefited. Them. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I can, I understand where people can get that feeling from, but at some point you have to understand facts that no, 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 no. You're right. You know what? It didn't personally because because it, it comes down to this, right? All politics is personal. Here in Maryland, Hogan, uh, Larry Hogan won easily over Ben Jealous, mainly because Ben Jealous ran a horrendous campaign, but also because, like, most people in, this, in, in the state were just basically like, yeah, he's a Republican, but, you know, my pockets are okay now, he's doing better. Not really that it came from the Democrats, but th- that's what it is. Like, for most people, they make decisions based off of how they personally are interacting. And if you are dealing with a lot of shit going on, I can understand how you're like, it's it all doesn't matter. It's all bullshit. But I'm telling you, that's not the case. Like, just ten years ago, it would be even worse. If 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 Obama didn't do what he did, it would have been even worse. Matter of fact, we might not even see the the activism and things we see now. Giving bringing certain people we see now with Trump bringing Infowars and all these other people into the White House elevates their status. Bringing in Black Lives Matters groups, bringing in black activists into the White House under Obama, damn sure had the same effect. And it was a positive effect, you know? And, and I, I just, it, 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 it kills me when people try to act like that wasn't a positive effect and that you wouldn't have gotten that without voting. Who is in office matters. And yes, you, voting is only the first step. You got to hold the people accountable. You got to do other works after that. But you got to vote too. It's just, it's just, it's the bottom line. Oh God. So, I had to get that out of my chest off before the, you know, now that, now that, now that this is over, I got to get it out. It just, driving me crazy. Um, speaking of voting, um, there was a picture going around of this, uh, man wearing a, in a, a shirt with a Confederate flag on it and a noose on the flag that said Mississippi justice on it. Apparently he was a Tennessee hospital worker. Yeah, was being the now operative yeah. word. Yeah, a, a hospital. Yeah, a hospital in Tennessee has fired a worker who was photographed wearing a racist shirt while voting in Mississippi. Um, news outlets reported that Region One Health in Memphis says an investigation showed that the image shared online led to the man being fired. A picture of a man shows him in a polling place wearing a shirt that has a Confederate flag with a noose on the uh, noose in the center with the words "Mississippi Justice" on it. Um, the hospital statement did not identify the man, but he's been identified online as a registered nurse, Clayton John Hick- Hickey. He is a former Memphis police officer who resigned in 2010, who was found in a, who, who, when found with a 17-year-old girl and open containers of alcohol in his car. What kill, what, uh, the reason why I brought this up is not really because he got fired. I mean, yeah, good. Racist got fired, whatever. What kills me, though, is 
Um, his shirt is not considered a political shirt. So he's allowed to wear in a polling place. But if you were to show up with a shirt like that has like Obama's face on it or Michelle Obama's face on it, you'd be turned away. That's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. This goes back to just showing you how white people do not. How they yeah, don't understand the Tyree view. showing up with a stack full of Little Caesars pizza. Oh, yeah, that was. But it's Tyree, so I didn't give a shit. But like, yeah, you know, but it was people waiting in line for that. I thought that was, I thought that was again, you know, there's another a reason why I think voting is important. So you can make changes to uh, how these uh, polling places are, are handled and stocked. It's like it, it's no surprise and it's not shocking that it's the 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 black and brown areas that have the least amount of resources and the hardest time voting. Clearly, it is done by design. And this is another one of those things where you hold your local politicians accountable to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen. Like the number of, of boneheaded, like there were, there, there's the suppression things that were going on, techniques that were going on, but then there are the boneheaded technique things where I don't even think they, they're so dumb. I don't think that they were suppression. I think they were just dumb. Like where some of one, I can't remember if it was Georgia or somewhere else where they forgot the power cores for the voting machine. How the fuck do you do that? How the fuck do you do that? Like there needs to be a more standard way of voting. There needs to be a, 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 a better, a, a, a better way of handling this. And this is where you hold your local politicians together and make sure that they do this, you know, make sure that we get the proper funding for these things, but also go to show you what matters when you have, you know, um, uh, uh, who outside of just your governor, because who, uh, what did, um, Brian Kipp resign from what, what position was it? Was it? He was the uh, secretary of state for Georgia. Yeah. So, you know, it shows you how important the secretary of state is. He was overseeing the elections. He was overseeing his own election. If, like I'm glad I'm I'm glad Abrams campaign is suing the fuck out of them. Like, cause yes, like there's clearly something fishy went on in Georgia, and they need to do something about it. Um, I brought up Nancy Pelosi before. Uh, uh, Pelosi confident she'll be speaker despite efforts to derail her bid. Um, what I found funny about this is um, so there's a there's a group of some some uh some some uh uh members uh who who want to see a change in leadership, but the thing about it is uh. They don't. They don't have anybody that they they want to vote for to oppose her. So, you want her to you want to have new leadership, but you don't know who should replace her. Okay. Look, come prepared. You're not prepared. You're not prepared for this. You're not. You're not. If you if you if you want Nancy Pelosi gone, you would you would have a candidate that you would want to replace her with. You don't even have that. Just, and also, real talk, Nancy Pelosi, that we're going to be bipartisan bullshit when the last two years, actually more than that, the Republicans are not trying to be bipartisan like, for shit. Mm-mm. No, well, no, no. She's you not going to play to the game the way that they're playing it a little bit too now. Oh, but, she, but she is. But that's, that's, that's what I was saying before about Nancy Pelosi. She says, like, you cannot look at what she says in that kind of respect because honestly, as. She, the difference between Democrats and Republicans is this. Democrats just want power. Democrats are actually trying to lead and govern. And if you're going to be leader of the House, you, you want your leader of the House to say that. Because that is how government should work. It should work in a bipartisan manner. 
to get things done. However, we all know that the 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 uh, that is not how the system rocks right well, now. Well, well, it's not it's not how Democrats are actually going to act because we do know that now that they're in charge, why does anybody? So I'll put it this way. Now that Democrats are in charge, why does anybody think that they're going to act any differently than they have the last two years? They have not. They have not been passing and voting for Trump's things. They have barely done anything bipartisan because, you know, they they weren't going to vote for that shit. So the, if Trump wants anything done now that goes to the House, he's going to have to work with them, which means Democrats are going to be able to get things that they want in there. Because that's the other thing too. Played to Trump's ego. He's not going to, he was, he was barely able to get things done when he had both houses, the house and the Senate. Now he doesn't have the Senate. He only has, he, he only has the Senate, doesn't have the house, which means he has to work with Nancy Pelosi to get things done, you know, which means like, it's, it's all part of the game. It's all part of being a politician. The things that we don't like to see because we're on the outside, but this is how it has to work. Yes. She's looking forward to working with him in a bipartisan manner. Because that means that in order to get anything passed these days, it has to go through the House, which is basically controlled by the Democrats, which means it then has to go to the Senate, which means it's controlled by the Republicans. So anything that gets passed technically has to be bipartisan. It's a game. It's, it's, it's how it has to be. She's saying the right things. It's not how it's going to... They're not going to roll over now. Not that they have control. What? Why would they do that? It just, you know, I, I saw a lot of people freak out about that statement. I'm like, but no, that's, guys, just relax. That's how, she, that's how you have to do it. That's the... You know, that's that's what you say. You know, it's like when the Republicans took over the, you know, the Senate and the House and where Obama was like, yeah, I look forward to working with them. And Republicans was like, oh, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. And he was like, I look forward to working with you. What did he do? He did a bunch of executive orders instead. Just what do you got to do? You got to make them look bad and do what you got to do and play the fucking game. Nobody wants to do it. That's why she should be leader. So, or if you're going to replace her, find somebody who knows what they're fucking doing. I know one thing you can't do. Can't say you want to replace and have nobody in your mind. That you want to replace her with, like that's not going to fucking work. So, um, let's see. Uh, moving out of politics now. Um, yeah, let's do this. Um, did you see this a video of the teacher that punched the uh, the kid in the classroom? I did not. I saw the video of um, Jim Acosta not really karate chopping that girl. Which I think oh, he heard yeah. Mike. Yeah, well, that's going to be a problem going forward. Doctor videos, it's going to be a real big. It's going to be a real big problem. Um, I'm not going to play this, but so, so there's a there was a teacher, and let me see if I can find this. A high school teacher was arrested for fighting one of his students. I think this. Let me see if I can get it. His, his name is Mark uh, Marson Riley, and he got in a physical altercation with a 14 year old student. Now, um. The student, the, the, the whole video, people are like, oh, the video's doctored. Just watch the whole video. He's basically telling the student to, that he can't be in class. He doesn't have all of his uniform. He doesn't have his school uniform on. And the, the kid is being very disrespectful. The kid is, is, is shouting back at him, saying things like, what you going to do, nigga, whatever. Um, and then uh, people say the kid spit on him. I didn't see that. I didn't see spit. But let's say he, the kid spit on him. And Riley whoops his kid's ass. Like, balled up fist. Those, the kid never physically throws a punch. The teacher throws the first punch. Beats him. He, the teacher has his phone in his hand. He's beating him with the phone hand, the, the hand he has his phone in, which means he's beating the kid with an object. And when I say he's beating him, he's beating the shit out of this kid. To the point that they, like, t 
teachers and students try to pull him off of this kid. He is beating the shit out of this kid. Right? Somebody started a GoFundMe for him and it's got raised over $100,000 for this teacher. And I've been seeing people say this is good, good for him, yeah, you know, and supporting the teacher. What, are, what the fuck are we doing, people? What the fuck are we doing? Like, he beat a 14-year-old kid. He's wrong. He's wrong as shit. You can't put your head on kids. You're in it, you're, you're, especially when that kid did not throw a punch at you. Yes, the kid was disrespectful. You cannot put your hand on a child. He needs to go to jail. Over $100,000 raised for him. There's another video with a black woman, black female teacher. She also got hit by, she actually got hit by a student. Student hit her. She does not hit the kid. She actually follows the kid and they leave the classroom, but she never gets in a fight with the kid. I'm like, where's her GoFundMe? She actually did the right thing. I was talking to one of my friends. I know he listened to the show and, you know, we, we had a little conversation on where we were like, he said he agreed to disagree. I'm like, you're just wrong on this one. Trying to explain the background on this, that teachers go through so much stuff in the classrooms. They're fed up and that's why people are supporting him because they see him and see what he did and they understand where he came from. And I'm like, listen, you can understand with teachers being fed up because up to the point where, the, where Riley throws a punch, I feel for this teacher. Because he's in a classroom that seems like it's too crowded. He has a disrespectful student that won't listen. He's a rowdy classroom and he has no help. This is what we do with teachers and it's fucking wrong. And teachers need more support. They don't get paid for this shit. They don't get, you don't, we do not pay teachers enough to, to be educators and also be therapists. But a lot of times they're required to do that. So I feel for the teacher in that respect. But the minute he throws that punch at that kid, he's a fucking criminal and he's fucking wrong. And you can, you can have sympathy and be like, I've thought about that too before. I've just gotten fed it before. That's fine. But did you throw a punch? No. Yeah, because you knew better. This is no different than when, you know, um, uh, uh, police officers lose their temper and beat somebody. How is it any different? You have a person of authority who, yeah, they're being disrespected, but like, hate to say it, comes with the job. And they react by knowing they're in a position of power and authority and viciously attacking physically the other person. You're fucking wrong. Again, I didn't, I didn't ask people, it was like, well, let's switch it up, right? Because it was, it, was it, it was a black teacher and... I don't know if the kid was, was a, a black male student or it was a Hispanic male student. I don't think it was a white student. But let's switch it up. What if it was a black student and a white teacher, white male teacher? Would y'all be, would y'all be given to the GoFundMe for this white male teacher who got disrespected and then decided to beat the fuck out of a child? Would you support that? Let's leave it with the black male teacher, switch the student to, to a female student. Would you be okay with a male teacher beating a, a, a female student like that? If the answer is no, then this situation is really no fucking different. He's wrong as shit. Can't do it. He needs to go to jail. Raising $100,000 for him on GoFundMe? Like, as far as I'm concerned, GoFundMe 
needs to cancel the account. Because I don't think, I, I did not believe that you can raise money for uh, criminal, uh, criminal acts. And that's what this is. He's a criminal. And I understand that teachers go through a lot. I really, really do. We do not pay teachers enough. But that's also why you might need to retire. If you're just fed up with dealing with this kind of bullshit, which you should not have to deal with. But if you feel yourself on the edge about the crack, it's time to get out. Because once you do crack, you're wrong. You're going to jail. There is no, oh, uh, well, I understand. No, no, you don't. You wouldn't put your, would you put your hands on a 14-year-old? They didn't, they didn't physically attack you? No. Maybe you would. That makes you a bad person. Can't do that shit. So, yeah, I, I saw that. I, 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 I was seeing the video, when the video first came out, people were seeing like they were overly sympathetic to this, this, this teacher. And then when I saw the GoFundMe, I, I had to draw a line. I was like, whoa, I had to say something. Like, you guys can't do this. You can't, you can't raise money for this guy. What the fuck are you doing? Like this? <sighs> yeah. So, um, all right, uh, Shandy, I'll give you, uh, the, um, the pick. Are we doing, uh, do you even sci-fi bro first or doing great moments? Right privilege first? Robot sex. It's not robot sex this time, but okay. We'll okay. Do... Well, then. The other one. No, 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 no. You picked, you picked, you, you picked, you, you picked. I mean, that's all do you ever sci-fi bro amounts to is robot sex. Not always. And this time it's not robot sex. It's still robots, but it's not robot sex. It's not always robot sex. It's not. Not always. I don't think. A lot of times it is. All right, so do you have a sci-fi bro? Uh, again, not robot sex this time. We're dealing with robots. Uh, but I saw this, and um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's kind of creepy. Uh, Chinese news agency adds AI anchors to its broadcast team. Uh, the, Chinese, the China state-run uh, news agency, uh, the China state news agency, I'm not going to say the name, has unveiled the latest additions to its team of reporters. Two AI anchors, the two anchors, one that speaks in English, another in Chinese, the likeness of some of their, the human anchors, but their voice, facial expressions, and mouth movements are synthesized and animated using deep learning techniques. Uh, AI anchors have become, officially become members of the news agency uh, reporting team. They will work with other anchors to bring you uh, authoritative, authoritative, timely, and accurate news in both Chinese and English. And I'm actually going to, it's, it's creepy as shit. I'll be putting the link in the show notes, but I'm actually going to play because uh, it basically gave an announcement and they actually have this this thing and hold on i'm gonna send you the link i'm gonna text you the link so you can see it you can see what i'm looking at um and now i'm gonna actually play i think i can play the thing it had here so here you go Artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinguan as agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. 
I look forward to bringing you the brand new news experiences. So we officially welcomed our robot overlords into the new agency. Like, uh, so can it? Can I just say, of course you're going to work tirelessly because you cannot get tired. Right, right. You don't have a you don't have a union. You don't have a union. You don't have a union mandated mandated break. Like you 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 just work. There's nothing you can do. Like, but but you know the funny thing about this is it's um. Uh, and it goes back to tie into some of the politics stuff, and I didn't have it here, but in something that I've brought up to, and a lot of people who are smart have brought this up, that, you know, for all this talk about, you know, immigrants, they took our jobs, and it's immigrants, and the caravan of immigrants are coming over here from Mexico to take our jobs, it, it's, it's not, that's not who's taking your job. Robots are taking your jobs. Robots. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Like, I saw... Um, I don't think it was Boston Dynamics, but you can keep your eye on Boston Dynamics. But um, there was a uh, um, it was they had there was a robot and it was showing they were showing that they had set it up, and basically what it was doing was it it was laying drywall, so it would pick up a drywall uh board and look like a, you, you put it up put it up find the the joints and put the the the, the drywall nails in on the joints and that was doing that. You already have um. Not, I guess you can call them robots. They don't look like actual robots, but you have machines that are set up and that, that, that pick fruit. You know, um, there, I, when I went to this, um, I went to this NVIDIA GTC conference a couple of weeks ago. One of the things I saw, the, the, I can't remember the company that was making it. One of the companies, they make, they make um, farm equipment and it does things like um, it goes and it picks strawberries. And they said they pick, they, they, they pick the strawberry because it's, it's, it's there's a lot of delicacy that goes in there. And this, this machine can go in and it will pick just the ripe strawberries. Won't pick everything else. And it'll, it'll do that. They also have ones that will um, also come in. I think they will sp uh, spot spray uh, plants for, um, for insects. Like all the work that normally you would see, because you see all the time, right? That farmers are facing the crisis of having a lack of. Uh, immigrant workers because those are the ones that usually do those jobs. But because of, you know, Trump and his, um, his, his travel bans and the immigration roundups, like farmers are the ones that have been struggling the most. And people are like, oh, well, you know, the little jobs are going to go to a real Americans. No, they're not. Those farmers at some point are just going to go get robots. The robots are going to do all this stuff. That's who's taking the fucking jobs. You're not going to get, you're, 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 it's just... Like I'm looking at this. There's a, there's a thing here from September from the Motley Fool, and it says nine jobs taken over by robots. So let me let me go through these and see these. Uh, they put it in one of these things where it's uh, long haul truck drivers. This is funny because if you watch Logan, we we laugh. We, we thought Logan, the movie Logan, was in the future, but they had this where they had uh, driverless trucks. They were just moving down the roads, hauling the stuff. Self-driving trucks have, have, haven't begun killing off long-haul trucker jobs yet, but the general consensus is that one of the most useful applications for driverless vehicle technology is for truck driving. So, long-haul truckers are gone. Taxi, ride-hauling, and, and hailing, and delivery drivers. We already know that. Like, I saw, um, I, don't, it, I, don't, I don't know where it was, but some, one of the pizza, I think it might have been Domino's, they were testing a self-delivering pizza truck, a pizza car. It didn't have a driver. 
it 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 would it would go uh, show up to your house. You put your code in. It would deliver. It would give you your pizza. Yeah, like in Black Mirror. Yep. No, act literally like Black Mirror. Like the funny thing about Black Mirror, Black Mirror is becoming one of those shows where they call out technology that is definitely going to happen soon. That's definitely happening. So yes, customer service and office assistance. You can get this now when you call when when you get some of those uh those uh, those uh, telemarketer calls. Sometimes you're not talking to a human being. You know, so yeah. Uh, let's see another one. Healthcare workers. They're um. Matter of fact, the, you remember the last time? What was it? So you, yeah, remember we took your mom to the the hospital? Did you see the robot that was there? No. Yeah, there was a robot. There what? Was a, yes, yes, there was a robot. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a robot. Um, as a matter of fact, no, because it wasn't you. I took her. Or were you there? I can't remember. But there was a robot in that hospital. Basically, it would go. I would see it. it it's a uh, um. It's like it's like one of those uh, the box robots from like uh, but bigger from Star Wars, and it is delivering supplies, and it would be on the elevator all the time. And so I would walk down there, and I would see something like you get on the elevator, and the robot is literally there on the elevator, and it delivers supplies to different, different floors. Yes, they have a robot there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, warehouse workers, this is definitely happening. You know, uh, and, and it's sad. This is one of those things where people come in and it's like, you know, this is why you need unions. This is why you need to protect workers, because you're going to see a lot of these things. Like, I'm waiting for Amazon to do this. Amazon gets a lot of heat for how they treat their workers. I guarantee you, mark my words, Amazon's going to be the first company that replaces their, their warehouse work, workforce with robots. Because they're going to be like, oh, we, can, we, we don't have to pay them. We don't have to worry about, because uh, Amazon's all about efficiency and getting things out as soon as possible. And right now, they're literally working their people to death. Can't work robots to death. The, Amazon's going to do it. If they're not already doing it now, they are definitely going to do it. You see it now when they were talking about Amazon using drones to deliver, deliver stuff. They're definitely going to do that. In the, matter of fact, I'm reading the thing now. Uh, let's see. Re- I didn't even read this part. So it says here, the rise of online shopping and the need to fulfill orders, get them delivered quickly, has brought about a robotics revolution in the warehouse. Unsurprisingly, Amazon is leading the way in the use of robots. The company now has more than 100,000 robots working in its warehouse, hoping human workers to pick and sort inventory. Amazon says its robots don't take away the human jobs, but rather enhance the work that humans are already doing. They will replace the human workers soon. They will. Uh, assembly line manufacturing? Yeah, of course. Uh, retail and customer uh, service job interactions? Writers? Soldiers and pilots? And yeah, that was the last one there. So yeah, robots, they're coming. And um, yeah, it's... Uh, just be fucking prepared, y'all. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, so, um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, bum, 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 bum. Oh, we're doing a uh, great moments of my privilege now. Of course. I got distracted. Uh, Brandon just sent me something I'm, I'm gonna laugh at when I get off. I just, same. I'm looking at Joel Santana out here rapping without any teeth. Uh, well, that's not what he sent me, but um, I'm glad he did not send me that. So, uh, wait, he has no teeth now. Poor guy. 
He has no teeth now? What, what the fuck happened? I, I mean, he has some. Just, you know, the ones up front that people were first to see, they're kind of gone. Like, not even a partial denture, not even trying. Mm. He must have been through something. Crack? That's why I said pork. Like, yeah, yeah it could be. Hmm. Here we go. All right, great moments of white privilege. Uh, we got two today. So the first one is uh, Anthony Lennon, white theater director who's described himself as African-born, given job meant for people of color. A white theater director who was given a job intended for artists of color has found himself at the center of a debate around racial identity. Anthony Lennon, who has worked on all black productions, is among four people who, pay, who won a paid traineeship as a theater practitioner of color last year. See, this is what would happen when Rod does that whole white woman of color thing. See, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Is, I'll blame Rod for this. Uh, the opportunity was funded by a grant from the Arts Council of Eng- uh, Arts Council Arts Council England to deliver a comprehensive program of talent development for future blame, uh, BAM leaders. The actor reportedly applied on the basis of his mixed heritage, having previously claimed he had gone through the struggles of a black man despite being born to white Irish parents. Sir, what is the struggles of the black man? I, I want to know what this is. I want to. Growing up, Mr. Lennon's cheekbones, curly hair led people to see him as mixed race, making the target of racial slurs, according to an ebook he wrote 10 years ago. Sir. <laughs> like, I want to be mad, but now I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, you know, Kenny G tweeted something. And like Black Twitter was like, ooh, his curls are popping. Where is his blog? Is he a you know YouTuber? Like, what is his regimen? Not even that is even close to this. Does he is he giving the money back? Does he have to? So I'm um, um, let's keep going. He talked about his racial identity when he appeared in the 1990s episode of the BBC's series Every Man. The synopsis of what he said: Anthony Lennon was born in Kil- uh, Kilburn, West West London. His parents both come from Ireland are both indisputably white. <laughs> Anthony now earned a living as a black actor because he, ever since he was a child, he, was, he has looked black. We have the English version of fucking uh, Rachel Dolezal, yo. Oh, my God. Uh, when his fans, friends, who were mostly black, find out about his background, fears to base invariably <laughs> follow about whether uh, Anthony really can call himself black and about what, bla- uh, and about what black skin means to those who are born black. Critics have, no, have described the decision to award Mr. Lennon with crucial funding dedicated to artists of color as a kick in the teeth for black aspiring artists and actors. Writing for The Independent, uh, Mark uh, uh, Paula Akpin, an advocate for black women, said his claim of being African born again was not how race works at all, while black actor Luke Elliott said he was fuming that Mr. Lennon was taking up a little resource, taking up the little resources of award to black artists. Rightfully so. The case, the case of revi- revived discussions prompted by Rachel Dolezal, a white American woman who for, and former civil rights activist who, was, who for t- 10 years pretended she was a black for, before being publicly outed. But although Mr. Mr. Lennon has adopted a black identity, changes his middle name from David to... Oh, wait, he cha- oh my God, he changed his middle name from David to Akundeyo? He changed to an African... He fucking, did he fucking not. He changed his middle name to an African fucking middle name he has remained honest about his white interest, ancestry. No, nope. I reject everything about this. No, no. Next story. Next topic. The then, next topic. No, the, the then actor told an audience in 2012 
Although I'm white with white parents, I have gone through the struggles of a black man, a black actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, you know what? I, I, we're we're coming up at the end of the year. I think I tapped out on my. This this is I I'm I'm ending the year with peak white great moments of white privilege because it doesn't get more great moments of white privilege than this shit. Holy shit! In an account of uh, of his heritage he gave in 1990, he stated. My parents are white, and so they're so are their parents, and so are their parents, and so are their parents. You just white, motherfucker. You just a white dude. Um, Mr. Lennon apparently found found his love of acting when he set when he was sent by his mother to the to the cockpit theater in West London. But as he grew older, he struggled to get white parts. He struggled to get white parts and found success with groups such as the Black Theater Forum. In 1990, when Mr. Lennon, age 24, appeared in the BBC Every 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 Man documentary about race called Race Called Chilling Out, to all of us. All of us in this program are actors, but this is not a fiction. All of us are speaking as ourselves and from our own experiences. So for you, you're spending, speaking as a white man pretending to be a black. Like you are literally, yo, he's literally fucking um, Robert Downey Jr.'s character from, from, from Tropic, Tropic Thunder. That's what he is. Not even. Listen, <laughs> there are white girls all over Instagram that I are the, passing themselves The nigger fishing and- thing. I saw that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw the nigger he's fishing not, thing. He's not taking the makeup route. Yeah, that, that, the, the nigger fishing, so for those who don't know, uh, nigger fishing is basically white, uh, white girls on Instagram, uh, that are pretending to be black and they basically either tan the skin, they go full makeup or whatever, and they get black hairstyles and I'm not gonna lie. tan their skin and use like makeup to look like the latest, you know. And I'm not gonna lie. Ambiguous. Yes. Instagram chick they look like they and they do they look they all they they look like the black girls you would see in 90s um hip-hop music, video, videos. music videos so you think them you think they're black and then you see their actual them and you're like holy shit they're not black at all it's whoo this is a mm. next level this next level it's yeah it's a it's a thing it's a thing like um, i don't even know is it because they are trying to look good so the makeup is really good, and it's deceptive. So the funny, is, yeah. it, it, is it stretching the definition of blackface when you're really trying to step into someone else's skin? So that's something we brought up last 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 episode. Like I don't know if you saw it, but remember, uh, you might might not remember this, but there was a cosplayer, a white cosplayer. We brought this up last week, who wanted to cosplay as Michonne from Walking Dead. She did the same thing. Let me see if I can find an image of it. A picture of it, a picture of her, and again, it's it's offensive because like you can't do that. It's wrong. You can't do that. But it looked good, you know. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, um, and so I it's there needs to be another. Uh, there needs to be another name for it because you're right. I I don't think it's necessarily blackface. You know, um, oh wait, you know what? I made it even worse with her. So she did even worse because again, she did the she did the black face. The makeup looks fine on it, but the 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 problem with it is she also beyond just it being technically black or quite brown face, what's even worse than it is, she did her nose too. She made her nose wider. And uh. it's just it's like you can't do this. You 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 can't. Let me see if oh hold on. I'm gonna send you the text of the image. Um, here we go. Yeah, you can't, you can't, 
You can't do this. So, but I, 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 I don't think it's necessarily like blackface. I think doesn't blackface doesn't cover it for me because it's a different level of offense. Um, like you said, it's them trying to actually step into the skin of black people. They're not trying to, for the most part, they're not trying to mock it. Like to me, blackface is going out of the way. It's, 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 it, you're trying to mock black people. These are these people that want the experience of being black. Oh, they want it. They want, they want the, the, the thrill of being black with none of the experience and horrors that come with it. And I think that to me should be a totally different level of it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the opposite of that is the picture I just showed you. Yeah. The Whoopi yeah. Girl Goldberg dressed as Queen Elizabeth the first. Mm-hmm. Like from head to toe dressed as Elizabeth the first. She's wearing, I think, white gloves, but her face is painted white. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day they used um lead based um white face paint. Right, but that's what they did. They actually painted their faces white, you know? Yeah. So it's not white like people go, it's white face like, well actually no, they actually painted their faces white then too. So it's technically still the costume. You know? Not the same thing of, you know, you're trying to be Michonne, just be Michonne. You don't need the fucking you don't need to you don't need to put the, the, the prosthetics to make your nose wider. You don't need to do you don't need to put the makeup on your skin to make yourself your skin darker. Like th- don't do that. That's not right. Just no. <sighs> anyway. Um you know what? Because I got Justin next week, I'm gonna save I'm I'm gonna spare you the poop and save the poop for next week. So Okay. Yes, you're spared. I have two poop stories that I'm saving for next week, so you're you're spared. Um so before we wrap I this up, I might dial back in just to hear them. <laughs> so uh, some announcements here. Um, we're definitely doing an insanity check next week. Uh, I am working on some things. Like if I can, I'm, I'm I, have a, I have something I'm working on where I'll take a, this. Might next week's show might be the last insanity check of 2018 until we do our movie uh, 2019 movie preview. Um, because I just have so much stuff going on this month. I'm trying to close on selling this house. I got stuff going on at work. We got character corners to do. We got premium shows to do. I got planning for next year for uh, for uh, the MTR network and what we're going to go and, and how we're going to expand and things like that. We have all this stuff to do. So I kind of want to take a break from the insanity check now. And plus, we're getting into the time when it's holiday time. It's hard to get guests. So um, I have a backup plan for what we can put out during that time. I'm just waiting for the okay to get that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make that announcement next week. So, But we definitely will have a show. Uh, next week for the insanity check um and we definitely again super tuesday recaps are there uh, if you were having problems getting super tuesday recaps on the super tuesday recap feed it's fixed now so make sure you put that in there uh and refresh your feed i i, I fixed that issue um we have a character corner coming out this week as well and um we'll be ready to go so uh and like i said we're going to be recording some scarcetologists so just stay tuned for that you're going to love those um yeah folks uh do you have anything you want to say no see you next week so make sure you guys subscribe uh is any check uh check out our store uh go to uh, tpublic.com slash store slash mtr dash network uh check out our shirts they're gonna be i keep getting blasted about this there's gonna be a ton of sales coming at tpublic towards the end of this year so just stay tuned we got a lot of stuff in our store that you can check out um, it's not just our shirts, it's a lot of shirts too. So um, yep, just stay tuned and until next time we're out of here. Peace. Bye.